power of information 24-7. Download the all-new 77 WABC mobile app. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani, and you're listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show. And I'm back in freezing New York, back from uh, Palm Beach, Florida. And it's quite, um, quite different. It's freezing here. So let's start with the Super Bowl. I'm going to start with a football comment. A pass interference should involve an interference. It should not just involve, involve touching someone on the back which is essentially what happened. If you look at that play over and over again and over and over again, at best, he slightly massaged his back. He didn't push him. He didn't interfere with him. He didn't hold him. It was a holding call, technically. And when you allow uh, uh, referees to do that, like half the times, maybe three-quarters of the time, they don't call that. They probably don't see it because it's hard to see. Now, all of a sudden... One guy decides to call it in the last two minutes of the game, and it changes possibly a Super Bowl. That's not fair. That's arbitrary as opposed to a game played by rules. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if Cincinnati would have gone on and won or scored or whatever. I do know they didn't get a fair chance at it. Now there was a second call after that where they held on to the jersey. Now that's not much of a hold, but it's a hold, and that's a fair call. And when a referee sees that holding, it's almost always called. So there's a consistency to that. But, uh, you know, Goodell was too interested in taking knees and giving money to Black Lives Matter, the cop-killing organization, than he is to, you know, thinking about football and the fairness of it and how it's going to work out. And I have to confess, I was rooting for Cincinnati, so I could be a little bit biased. Uh, and I had the pleasure of watching it, uh, most of it with President Trump, who is a big football fan, as you might know, and really enjoyed really enjoyed the game. Although I don't think anybody on either side enjoyed quite the ending of it. You know, you never like it to end on a mistake. You'd rather see like an incomplete pass or, or, a, or a sack or something like that. But in any event, it was a heck of a game because it was very, very close. Now, let's get to right to Eminem taking a knee. Why does he go to another country? I mean, go take a knee someplace else. I mean, you know how many cops were defending him and protecting him at that game at that game yesterday? I mean, crime is out of way out of control in in uh, Los Angeles. He, he he thinks that all happened, you know, because everybody loves Eminem. The, the the simple reality is, uh, the NFL has made a mockery out of law enforcement, particularly with its support for the for the uh, cop killing Black Lives Matter. It's allowing Snoop, uh, you know, kill police, doggy dog uh, to 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 perform in spite of the fact that just a few days ago he put out a uh, a, a, a song. If that's, if that's what he does, I don't know what he does. To me, he kind of like. And here's a good thing. You know, he used the N word and stuff like and dirty. I don't even understand him. So, it does, you know, doesn't have a big effect on me. I have to. Only way I knew the lyrics of his song kept using the N-word and encouraging people to kill police officers is because somebody gave me the lyrics. I would not have been able to understand a word that he said. Uh, But having said those words, he didn't belong on that stage. And, you know, when you think about it, of course, there's there's no 
no connection, I don't think, between this and the fact that 13 police officers were shot in the last 24 hours. <gasps> I mean, I mean, what kind of country are we becoming? What kind of country uh, uh, do our elites want us to be when you put, you know, people encouraging cop killing up on and the biggest football game of the year, you got a guy performing who encourages cop killing, and then another guy who takes a knee because of Colin Kaepernick, who's who's whatever he is. N- never thought he was that good a quarterback. Anyway, remember he threw the touchdown to lose the Super Bowl for his team because he ran too damn much. That's why. Uh, but let's get back to the police shootings today. Thirty officers have been, was shot in January of 2022. That's a 67% increase over last year. And last year, if I recall correctly, was a 30-year high for police killings or shootings or both. So when, we get, when we're doing a 67% increase, it's off kind of a pretty much a record year for slaughtering police officers. So 13 officers so far, you know, have been shot in four states. Uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where we have the Soros uh, DA who encourages crime does everything he can to increase murder and other forms of crime and has done a good job of it because Philadelphia last year set a record for the most murders in the history of Philadelphia. And so he's done his job for Soros as the 27 or 28 other DAs have to make sure that the cities completely fall apart. Uh, Bragg in Manhattan is, you know, attempting to do that. He's had so many interference, but he got a million or so out of Soros to destroy New York. Uh, Frederick, Maryland, Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, then in Tijeras, uh, New Mexico. So it's all around the country. Uh, police being slaughtered, shot at, uh, treated with enormous disrespect, and all of it funded by uh, the Democrat Party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are all, all Democrat uh, play- There's no Republicans here in these places. I mean, there are a couple of Republican cities with crime, but, you know, 90% of them are run by Democrats. And then, boy, when you get when you get a Democratic progressive mayor, and you get a Soros DA, uh, you, might, you might as well start thinking about moving someplace else. Yeah, because within a, within a year, you're going to start getting in that top ten, top twelve for crime, or in that top sixteen for setting records for homicide, as the Democrat cities did uh, last last year. Now, back in Good old New York, where we elected a law and order mayor. Uh, the law and order mayor is still setting records for crime and has, since he came in, uh, has helped to make the city more dangerous than it was under de Blasio. Now, that's fascinating. I mean, the increase in crime, 40 percent under law and order Adams. Uh, his one action, he he brought brought back. What we used to call the anti-crime unit, he doesn't want to call it the anti-crime unit because the police haters will get angry at him if he does. So he calls it the plain clothes unit. But that was a bad thing to do because he put badges on him. So they're not plain clothes anymore. In fact, it's phony. It's like a phony politician's move. And I'm telling you, phony politicians don't reduce crime. So the guy's got to get out of being a, you know, uh, going on TV and giving vegan uh, uh, menus and start going on TV and talking about strategies for reducing crime, like real ones, not make-believe strategies like, I'm going to put out plain clothes, people. But they'll have badges on, so we're not unfair to the poor criminals. 
We want them to know when the cops are around so, you know, they don't get in trouble. And, I mean, if you want to talk about uh, quality of life crimes and the whole Bragg Adams, the whole stuff with, oh, gee, just a shoplifter. Why should we arrest a shoplifter and put him in jail? Because the shoplift, uh, the shoplifter yesterday uh, over at Dwayne Reed on West 111th and 112th Street at 1030 in the morning, you know, came in and started taking stuff. This is probably one of those places that doesn't have it locked down like the one that Al Sharpton goes to. And uh, a, a, a woman, I guess a woman, I don't know if it's a woman security or a woman who worked there, tried to stop him. And what did he do? He punched her in the face. 21-year-old female worker, he punched her in the face. He grabbed her hair. He threw her to the ground. He kicked her around. And then he walked out with um, whatever the heck he wanted to take. So don't tell me they're not violent. It's a question whether they have the opportunity or not. It's like saying, you know, when Bragg wanted to uh, let armed robbers go free if they didn't shoot anybody. It's really just a question of whether the opportunity arises. You let them go free, and while they're free, they do what this guy does. They beat the heck out of somebody or they shoot someone. Uh, the, wisdom, the wisdom of the broken windows theory was fixed way back in 1981, long before I was the mayor, long before Bratton was the police commissioner. We all borrowed it from Professor James Q. Wilson of Harvard. So you, you, in this city, if I say Harvard, you shouldn't be allowed to disagree. It must be right. Well, this happens to be the one thing they were right about in the last 20 years. And then, I mean, the other crime that has to just take your breath away is uh, has to take you back to the movies of the 70s and the 80s is uh, the, the, is the horrible, 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 horrible killing of uh, um, of Miss Lou uh, Lee, rather Christina, I'm sorry, Christina Yuna Lee, who was um, 35 years old, and this man, this man who should not have been out, he's also another one of our thank you uh, Cuomo, thank you Hochul for not putting people who belong in jail in jail and letting them have four charges, five charges, six charges. Seven charges. Oh, I don't know how many charges. Let's see. I mean, basically, they got to bash somebody's head in, uh, and maybe two, in order to keep him. But this guy was out, shouldn't have been out. In a normal, civilized city, he wouldn't have been. So it gave him the opportunity to kill her. He followed her in, and he killed her. And then they found him under a bed, covered in blood, and her body was in the bathtub. They were screamed for help. Sounds like the neighbors at least called 911. Nobody ran in to help. But, you know, I, I guess that's me. Gets me kind of annoyed when people don't do that. But maybe they didn't know what was happening. Now, okay, so this guy in January of 2021 was charged with 27 counts. What's he doing out? What kind of stupid, idiotic, criminal-loving city allows this guy out so he can miss, so he can kill this Asian woman? I don't know if it's a hate crime or not. It's a despicable crime. It's a disgusting crime. It's a crime about which they make movies and destroy cities' reputations, quite rightly. 
And then they caught the guy on the double homicide. We don't know his record yet. I'm going to I haven't had a chance. I mean, I just got this. I haven't had a chance to find out his record. I'm, I don't like to make bets on records. But I bet I win this bet if I did. I bet this double homicide guy. Oh, I bet it isn't his first double homicide. It's ridiculous. It's completely, totally, absolutely ridiculous what we're letting happen. And this is a combination of hokal pokal who doesn't change the bail laws, and Adams, who doesn't implement anything. He talks a lot. He's planning a lot. Meanwhile, people are getting shot left and right. And then, then you got this guy, Darius Mungren, who in August shot uh, two people, including an 81-year-old uh, bystander, and the prosecutors cut him loose by lowering his bond. I have sympathy for him. I never heard sympathy as a, uh, a standard for bail. So somebody's got to exercise adult judgment in this city. The mayor, somehow, some way, you go to church and you pray the mayor becomes a mayor. But right now, he's an entertainer. He's not a mayor. He hasn't done a damn thing, and it is absolutely outrageous that after de Blasio, we got 40% more crime. That is frightening. That is frightening. So we'll be back with you in a few minutes, and uh, let's talk about, oh, an old friend of mine, Hillary Clinton. You never know who will be on Cats at Night. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you. And I told you we would talk a little about my uh, old friend Hillary Clinton and your old friend Hillary Clinton, uh, because it's my belief. And over a period of time, I think you'll see as the uh, stuff comes out in the Durham report and other things that I just happen to know about because I uncovered this all originally before anybody else had it way back two and a half, three years ago. Uh, You're going to see that. the massive corruption in the present Democrat Party really stems from the Clintons. I mean, these these people were um, what would you call them? You'd sort of call them uh, like uh, uh, trailer trash um, uh, criminals back at the beginning when he became attorney general and governor. She worked for a law firm. You wanted to get anything done. You had to go to the law firm and pay her off. It's like Tammany Hall. You know, it's like um, everybody in Arizona and uh, in, uh, in Arkansas and Little Rock knows it. You had to go there. You had to pay off the law firm, and the Clintons made a few bucks on that. And then they, you know, they got to the White House, and they got in with McAuliffe, and they started selling the Lincoln bedroom. And that was it. they were making big bucks on that one. And but the real, really good one was the Clinton Foundation that they made millions, maybe over a hundred million on for influence. For Hillary's influence as Secretary of State, you got to be stupid not to know that. And the press is deliberately stupid, like they actually think that, you know, money was given to Hunter Biden for Hunter to help him with his rehab. Like that's what the crooked Ukrainian oligarch gave him eight million dollars for, for his rehab, rather than to bribe his father to fix a case to get his company out of trouble, for which there is now massive evidence, overwhelming evidence in the hard drive being ignored by the crooked Attorney General. Well, now, uh, finally, finally, the uh, prosecutor 
is uh, letting the evidence out. I mean, it's a little late. We already elected the crook and his crooked party. But what he's put out now makes it clear beyond any doubt that the whole Russian collusion thing, which I maintained from day one when I started representing him, isn't a mistake. It's a complete hoax. It was made up and paid for by Hillary Clinton. Not just the steel dossier, but other aspects of it. And that's what basically has been put out now. And, of course, it's not reported, not even report. I mean, this is a massive crime. Maybe we've had bigger ones in American history, but I, I don't know. You make up a crime against a presidential candidate and then against a president, and you spend $40 million investigating it. You get crooked people like uh, Shifty Schiff stand up and say, I've got evidence of direct involvement of Trump with the Russians. Okay, where is it, Shifty? Now he's moved on to the phony January 6th thing. Now he's on the committee, remember. It's the same. If you look at the committee, it's the same group of people for five years that have been trying to frame him. They just keep changing what they try to frame him for. First, it was the uh, Russia hoax, which now is being proven beyond any doubt, is a creation and paid for by Hillary Clinton. Then there was obstruction of justice. Then there was the conversation with the uh, Ukrainian president, which completely justified if you had the hard drive, which was being covered up by the FBI. And then it's the January 6th, you know, is worse than September 11, when they had a summer before that in which 26 people were killed. So um, you're getting hosed, American people, by a bunch of crooks. The Biden family, 31 million from the, from the Chinese. That's the Schweiker book proves it. Now we've got uh, Clinton uh, dead to rights in paying for creating a frame-up of Donald Trump. Well, we'll be back we'll be a little more on that, and then we'll move on to other things and hear what you have to say. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Rudy Giuliani Show. You can depend on us. Enable the 77 WABC Alexa skill at home. Rudy Giuliani back with you, and I have a question for you. And we're going to call on some guests in a few minutes, but I'm who's John Sullivan? Do you know who John Sullivan is? If you want to find out who John Sullivan is, go to rudyscommonsense.com and look at the present podcast. Then you can go back to podcast 101 and 102, and you can see I knew who John Sullivan was within two hours of the things that John Sullivan did that you probably still don't know about that have a lot more relevance to January 6th than anything that that committee is investigating. But I don't think you've heard of John Sullivan from that committee or the press. But you should know as an American, as an informed American, you should know who John Sullivan is. By now, he should be a household word because his activities go back well over a year. And the things that he said were significantly more relevant uh, to the possibility of people rioting or uh, overreacting or ins- is insurrecting a proper word or insurrection? I mean, I know it was, I know they believe that January 6th was worse than Pearl Harbor or September 11. Uh, sacrilege, by the way. I mean, there's certain things you can do in politics where you'll, you know, exaggerate. Well, not exaggerating, but just downright lying. Just like they lied about Russian collusion. Just like they lied about the conversation with uh, President Zelensky, 
uh, Zelensky. Uh, and not only did they lie about it, they hid the hard drive that would prove they were lying. And on the committee that's doing the present hoax, we've got Shifty Schiff, who still hasn't produced his two direct witnesses to Russian collusion. I don't think anybody should go forward with that committee until he produces his witnesses. I mean, he still owes us witnesses from the last hearing where he lied. So why shouldn't we think he's lying now? It's terrible. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. Mike Lindell, you know, Mr. Pillows, great man, is making thousands of pillows for the truckers. Boy, these truckers are like heroes of the First Amendment, heroes of the Constitution, heroes of all kinds. And now, uh, now I think I'm not. I'm not sure. Somebody, Macron has come out of the hole, right? But he was in a hole. I, I thought he was in a basement like Biden, but they told me he was in a hole like Punsatawney, whatever. And he came out. And there was a little lightning. He got scared and he ran back in. So now he's coming out again and he wants to arrest the truckers. The problem is they haven't committed any crimes. Now, that never stopped the Democrats from going after Trump that he committed no crimes. So I guess, you know, he's like a Democrat. And then you got Macron over in France, who's also like a, you know, progressive Democrat slash socialist slash well, pretty good imitation of a communist. So uh, Macron, who checks with his, I think Mrs. Macron really decides what goes on. Mrs. Macron has decided she wants to, um, she wants to gas the people that disagree with them on the mask mandate and all this other stuff. Didn't anybody ever tell them like about six months ago it was determined the masks are useless? I mean, the, the cloth mask that is generally worn all over the place. I mean, I can't even understand why the, I'm looking at this. There's a guy walking down the street all by himself right now, and he's got a mask on. What the hell good does he think that's going to Now, this could keep him warm. If, if you tell me he wants to keep warm, I'm, I'm okay with that. But don't think you're not going to get uh, any one of the variants or what the heck. I mean, it doesn't matter. You could be, you could be vaccinated. Now uh, it's been shown that the vaccination, uh, the booster lasts about four or five months. That would mean like a vaccination and two boosters a year, maybe three. Meanwhile, natural immunity, uh, the last study said 20 months. But you never hear the government explaining to you about natural immunity. Why? Because nobody makes money on natural immunity. (laughs) That could cost trillions for the, I mean, if you have natural immunity and it's better than the vaccine, that's about 40, 50 million people times a grand a, a, a vaccine. That's a lot of money for the guys who pay off the politicians, right? Come on. Again, who is John Sullivan? Come on. You got Let's see. Let me let me try. Let me try. Um, let's try a call with Leslie. Leslie. How you doing? Rudy? What's up? Who's John Sullivan? I, I'm sorry. I don't know. Okay. I, so I'm, I tell you what. Just do me a favor. Go to rudyscommonsense.com tonight and just listen to the – it's only a half hour. Listen to the podcast. You're going to be shocked, okay? Okay. All right. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, why 
why can pub, national public radio be biased against the, the conservative right, uh, against the Republicans? I mean, it being it's a, a, pri- a public company, it's not a private company. I don't get that at all. It used to be true when I was mayor. I used to go on there, they'd beat the living daylights out of me. Ooh, bang, smash. I, when, I, when I did, uh, what was it, um, you know, work fair. You got to work for welfare. Oh, my God. You got to work. Work? Work is unconstitutional. I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, I don't know how they get away with it. I do not know how National Public Radio gets away with being so obviously socialist-oriented, left-wing-oriented, woke-oriented, when they should be uh, completely down the middle, given the fact that they are publicly funded. It's, uh, it's the fact that the left is a heck of a lot more aggressive than the right in standing up for, you know, what they want to do. It just, just uh, ro- rolls over the right. And then you have a certain number of right wingers. They, they, they sell it on free speech. It's not free speech. Free speech would be if, it were, if there were a fair balance of liberal and conservative opinion. But there isn't. And this, and, you know, this is not a private station like CNN or Fox, let's say. So CNN and Fox are entitled to their uh, being very left or being very right or being whatever they want. This is paid for by you. So there should be a very, very strong attempt to be neutral. And it's not. It's a left wing. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's like Pravda was to the Communist Party. Uh, now, I'm going to say in its defense, it's not as bad as The Times and uh, The Washington Post and CNN and MSNBC, which are like completely useless. I mean, thinking to get the truth from them. How is it that they're not even reporting that Durham put out a report uh, uh, over the weekend about all of the things that Hillary did in order to create the fiction, the fiction of a Russian, we did four years of investigating Russian collusion. We spent well over forty million taxpayer dollars. We had Democrats swearing that it took place, and we had one Democrat who has witnesses to it, who's never been produced, and it's all forgotten. And they tried to frame an American citizen, the President of the United States. They tried to frame him. In other words, convict him of a crime he didn't commit. That was the first of a few times that they were doing it, as they are trying to do now. You know, that's why I want you to find out who John Sullivan is. And you'll see the kind of words that are necessary to incite a riot. Not um, go there peacefully and patriotically. So let's uh, let's go. uh, I haven't talked to him in a long time. Rocco in Sheldon. Yes. Uh, Rudy, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Rocco. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good there. Rudy, uh, I know there was a uh, John Sullivan uh, when they broke into the Capitol. There. Yeah, that's that's he's the guy that was paid uh, anywhere from 30 to 90 grand by CNN to 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 record it. But in the course of recording it, he broke into the Capitol, violated the law, several times urged people to burn it down. 
in the days and weeks leading up to it, he invited Antifa and um, and Black Lives Matter to join them and uh, then continued to urge people to break property and destroy property. And he claims he's a journalist. Well, whether he is or he isn't, you still don't have a right to burn someplace down. And journalists can incite riots, too. And he's not a journalist. He's also indicted for a prior incitement to riot, which goes back to August. And somehow he was held for a half hour. I wonder why the FBI let him go. What do you think? Well, Rudy, you know, first of all, the Capitol building, that's my building. I fund as a taxpayer, as a funder of government. That's my building. And personally, I would have never broke into the Capitol building. So, Well, I'm glad. Great. I'm glad you wouldn't have brought. But he did. Well, how come he's out? Yeah, well, because he cooperated with the uh, left. Uh, that's why. So, now, Rudy, uh, and also, also, he he took the picture of Ashley Babbitt's murder. Um, happened to be in exactly the right place at exactly the right time. And do you think it's a coincidence that he also happened to be president a month and a half earlier at the shooting of another innocent person at a riot in Utah for which he was under indictment? They were well-orchestrated events. Okay. Can I please say something about Hillary Clinton? Anything you want. Okay, thank you. You know, Hillary, when she lost the 2016 election there, she was distraught there. And she spent the next four years to make certain that President Trump would be a one-term president. She was part of that organization, the crew, that uh, the 1920, 2020, 100 years, suffragette, women's right to vote. They right. wore white in Congress. She wore white. Remember when she, to- uh, she told uh, Joe Biden, do not concede the election? She knew the cavalry of votes were coming. Because you know what she and the women that wore white, they worked harder. They worked very hard. They uh, they were able to get the voter registration forms, the signatures, anybody and everybody, people in tents on they they just outworked okay. us. They just outworked us. It's 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 as simple as that. So and what they is- took somebody who, who uh campaigned in his basement and he was able to get 81 million votes, and and he was able to beat the most president, President Trump, in the history of the United States of America. Rocco, I I agree with you on what you just said, but what's the point of it? They have the presidency to to destroy the United States of America as we know it. That's the point. Okay, well, you're right, and that's what they're in the process of doing. And what we got to make sure is they don't get a chance to do it again. And we got to make sure they don't get a chance to do it again in 22 and 24, 22 this year, by the way. I mean, by the end, end of this year and then 24. And uh, it's going to mean we've got to pay attention and not let them, you know, set the agenda, keep the agenda, push the agenda. And we're going to have to go around a press that is corrupt. I mean, to not deal with the Durham story today is completely corrupt. The Durham story completely explains what a fraud the New York Times and the New York uh, and the, um, the New York Times and the Washington Post what what a big frauds they were in co- covering Russian collusion. And you could put every NF- MSNBC CNN reporter on and show what big liars they are based on the report that came out, and they don't cover it. They don't even have the decency to try a half, half-hearted apology. Well, 
We'll be back with you with a few more comments and then the mayor's final thoughts on a day of police carnage, really. 13 shot. Oh, horrible. We'll be back right after this. Time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Mayor's final thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani, and it is time for uh, the Mayor's Final Thoughts, brought to you by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org, and do it now to help our biggest heroes, our real heroes, the soldiers and the, and, and the law enforcement people who put their lives at risk, lose their lives, or become significantly injured, helping to keep us alive. Those are the heroes, not not what you saw yesterday. So, Hillary, back again. People constantly saying, you know, we should forget what happened in the past and just move on. There are Democrats all saying that, and of course Republicans say that too. That President Trump should forget what happened in the past, that all, all people support should forget what happened in the past, and we should just move on. Do you you know that that is the constant refrain of the corrupt politician? Forget what happened in the past and let's move on. If if you forget that a very large segment of a major political party and its candidates for president paid out millions of dollars in order to frame the other candidate, to to try to uh, convict him of a crime that didn't exist, and that he didn't commit. And then when they failed to do that, they tried four or five others, including one there that's ongoing right now. This is going to constantly happen to us. And they're going to have exactly what they want. They're going to have control of this country. Because every time they get caught framing someone, stealing money, taking $31 million from the Chinese communists, I'll just let's forget it and move on. Let's forget it and move on. And then if a Republican, you know, jaywalks, let's put him in jail for 20 years. We're not going to forget that. No, no, we, we, we won't forget that. You can't uh, forget it. For the good of the republic, you can't. The only way you fix corruption is by rooting it out and prosecuting it and deterring it. And that comes from somebody who probably has done more of it than anybody that talks to you on the radio or television or anyplace else and has more experience doing it than anyone. You can't let it go. The cry to forget about it comes from those who want to continue the corrupt state. Forget about it. Forget about the fact that they made up Russian collusion. Forget about the fact that they withheld the hard drive that would have completely cleared the president on the on the impeachment charge of having an improper conversation with the Ukrainian president when it showed that significant crimes were committed at the highest level of two governments. Oh, by the way, forget about it also means what kind of, what kind of impact has that corruption had on our ability to deal with Ukraine at this very, very sensitive time? What kind of impact does it have on Biden's ability to deal with China when China paid him more money than the United States? That's not even a doubt. Get Schweiker's book. $31 million to the Biden family, uh, from, from which uh, the, the president, according to his son, 
the smartest man the president knows, according to his son, Joe, the crook, got 50%. Forget about it. Forget about it. Let it come on. That's too, that's too disruptive. Because if you forget about it, the next Democrat that come on, comes along can take $80 million. And who, know, who knows how much the Clintons took? We cannot forget about it. We can't be in by the crooks, by the deep state, by the people who benefit from it, by the people who have been bought out by China, by the people who take a knee for the benefit of an organization that wants to kill police, Black Lives Matter, from people who donate to an organization that wants to kill police and the nuclear family, make us communist. We can't forget about George Soros putting 30 DAs in, spending $30 million to ruin urban America, to increase significantly the number of black Americans being slaughtered on the streets of our city. And where do you see the so-called democratic black leadership speaking up for those lives? For the ones that are lost in Philadelphia because Soros put a crooked, idiotic DA in charge. And Philadelphia set a record for murder ever in the history of one of our oldest cities. And do you know who 78% of the people murdered were? Black people. You hear Black Lives Matter giving a damn about the fact that it was a record set for the number of black people being killed in Philadelphia last year? Where's Black Lives Matter there? Black lives don't matter to them, the organization I'm talking about. Lives they can exploit matter to them. Lives they can get $60 million from and run away with it. And nobody's investigating it. You know the biggest contributor to Black Lives Matter? George Soros. Who's investigating him? The biggest contributor to the crooked DAs that are putting the criminals out on the street? George Soros. Biggest contributor, Joe the Crook Biden. George Soros. No, we're not going to forget about it. We're elephants. We don't forget. And we love our country. And nobody's taken it from us. God bless America.